The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The only thing that seems to stay the same is change. Change can be hard to manage, but once we've set out to master how we respond to change, we can increase efficiency, reduce stress, and move ahead. Welcome to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. Lesya and her guests will provide tips and best practices to manage how you can react to change. Now, here's your host, Lesya Kushner. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I certainly have to admit, I certainly am. Um, My name is Lesya Kushner, and welcome to Change is the New Constant. Thank you for those of you who are able to join me again, and also to those of you who are listening to me for the very first time. It's so wonderful for me to be here with you again. Um, Our topic for today is, what is the significance of small successes? Hmm, interesting, isn't that? Now, small changes, those are those quick, easy ones that you're able to just have, and then you move on. They're done. They're just like that. They're over with. Hmm. Now, what if you have those huge changes? Okay. Those are the ones where people need to fully understand what's coming. Now, what if it's so big and People can't even see them. They can't even see what's going on. They don't even know what's happening. Or then you get those ones who don't even agree with what's happening. If they're starting to hear some things, you're getting some of the resistance because they're not even getting the full understanding of what's happening. Hmm. So either way, where do you even start? How do you move forward? Why do you even bother? This is oftentimes where you get people spinning their wheels because they can't even put stuff together. So is it all worth it? So in today's session, I will cover how you go about doing this. So we'll take all those questions, be able to answer them, and so much more. So let's look at that. Let's look at the how we're going to focus on these things. So our first section is going to be on how do you tackle your change when it's so huge? And I'm going to sort of focus on that big mountain. So like a mountain, where do we even start? Okay. The next section is what is a small success? So if you've got a mountain, how do we take it into and break it down? And what do I mean by that? Um, Once we take it down into those small successes, um, what are the purposes of some of those short-term successes? 
The next section will be a Q&A, question and answer section. I will answer questions that I've gotten from listeners. By the way, I love hearing from people um, who send me those emails. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, When I do hear from you and I am able to respond and actually answer them in my um, sessions, um, I think that makes it so relative to people because it's something that people can relate to. I mean, I'm sharing what I've done and in, you know, we've all can either um, hear it in courses and stuff like that. But um, when you actually hear it from people that uh, you can relate to, that's what makes it so lifelike, right? Um, So that's what I love sharing in the Q&A sessions. So if you do have any kinds of things like that, please feel free to send me the email. By the way, my email address is lesia at crystalmount.com. Lesia spelled L-E-S-I-A, crystalmount, all one word, crystalmount.com. So feel free. I love hearing from you and being able to share that information, if I have your permission, share that information with people. Um, So feel free to do that. And then the last section um, will be um, what I'm able to do um, from a personal perspective. I have my change management certification. I'm a change manager and all of that stuff. And I had that light bulb moment and several of those aha moments where I do all of that from a personal perspective and or professional perspective and I take it home with me. So I'll share with you how I had a huge change problem into something that was manageable back home. Wonderful. Okay. So we'll get started. But first... I love doing this. Let's have some fun with putting our thinking caps on with a riddle. You know what? I love doing this. I started out as a high school teacher and to always get people thinking and all that kind of stuff. I do it as a trainer and as a change manager whenever I'm busy getting stuff going. I love this part. Okay, so thinking caps, your question is, what has a spine but no bones? One more time. What has a spine but no bones? Huh, a book. Mm. Now, I have to admit, that takes a bit, especially given all this technology. For those of us who read using our Kindles or e-readers, technology, it is wonderful. Ah, but it's a book. Okay, now let's really get started. (sighs) Okay, so when we were talking about that first section... How do you tackle change when it's huge? So when your change is huge, huge like that mountain, what is your best option? Now, let's think back on this. We've all been there at work where we had a major change. That was that mountain. Did it work for you? Was it successful? Was it one of those that, oh my gosh, this is coming about and we're going to maybe, it's one of those big changes that you're going to go live with that huge application or it's this big merger that's going to happen that 
you either didn't even hear about it and it's all just happening overnight. Wow. Hmm. Now, most times climbing up that mountain is too hard. Hmm. So what are your other options? Wouldn't it be great if you could break up that mountain? Wow. Take that mountain and break it up. Now let's take that to the total extreme. Break it up into small parts, into hills, so that you could have these little hills that you go over. That would make it so much better. Make it hills that are manageable to work with. Then that's something that's easier. I mean, you could take it to the total extreme, like something like molehills or something like that. Wow. From that, you can measure your stats and your successes. Hopefully they're successful. On. And then most importantly, you can celebrate your successes with. Wouldn't that be great? So you're doing your, you have something to celebrate. That would be just wonderful. Now, another way that we can describe it that I love is jumping hurdles. Hmm. Now think about watching those Summer Olympics where you've got those hurdle racers that are running around the tracks. Now, when you're picturing this, I want you to consider it this way. For now, don't think about the, the entire race happening. Just envision one athlete in your head that's solo running the race. Going over those hurdles, all of those hurdles. They keep going. They're doing great in the race. Jumping over every hurdle one by one. And think of each of those hurdles as each of those little successes one by one as they're going through it. Wow. And celebrating each of those little successes one at a time. So you don't have that huge mountain. You don't have that huge thing going on. You're just celebrating each of those little things as they're going through it. So this is sort of that same thing where you don't have that huge project. You can just sort of consider that huge project and you're breaking it down into sort of little things. And you just have sort of have to think of like that athlete does. I'm not going to think of that entire big race. I'm going to think of I'm going to get to the next hurdle. And then when that hurdle comes, I'm going to think of the next one. And then when that hurdle comes, I'm going to think of the next one. And then when that and the next one. And then celebrating those little successes. And then when you get to the finish line, the finish line maybe is like you're otherwise known as your go live. And then you can actually go live when you cross that finish line. There, there you go. That's the way you could do it. So that's how you can proceed with going through that. So you, that would be your best thing. So large change management problems are best broken down into smaller ones 
where you have your set, achievable little successes as you're going along them. It does several things when you do it properly like that. It's reducing your fear. Everyone's understanding exactly how you want to go through it. And so they have a clear direction as to how you're going about doing it because they're understanding everything as you're going along. For the successes, they're understanding how things are happening. And they also have a clear understanding as to after you've completed one little part, they know where the next little part is going to be. Now, so that's the way you want to continue on with that kind of stuff. That's the important step that you want to be able to have. Now, when you do have that, that's how you want to make sure that you're always going down as and into those each of those little steps. Now, when you have that big have that big problem and you've broken it down, you have those small achievable steps and goals. Now, if one of those steps needs some adjustments, hmm, this is the key here, that can be done for the entire project still to be successful. So that's the key here. As opposed to if you had that big mountain, well, I can't move an entire mountain. But if I've taken it and now I have that little hill that I need to make some little changes to, well, I can make changes to the little hill. So if you just kept it as a big problem, well, we can't do something like that. And if it's the big, that big mountain, people avoid tackling it. The solution, people think it's pretty much impossible. It's unworkable. It's often unthinkable it often ends up being this single huge project that sometimes even crashes or you get people stuck and they're just spinning their wheels not being able to move forward so in order to have that happen you've got to have people working through it you have to encourage people to do this so if you break it apart into smaller pieces that's how you get it done So we need to take a break, but after the break, we're going to talk more about breaking up these projects and also specifically dolphins. I've got another wonderful analogy here for you. So we're going to take a break right after the break. We'll talk about this some more. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesya Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesya consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesya does all of that, as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted, then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, 
please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hello and welcome back. I'm Lesya Kushner and Change is the New Constant. So, just before the break, we were talking about how you can take these big projects and break them up. This is so important. Now, I said before the break, I was going to talk about dolphins. Now, I have to admit, I'm a water person. I love the water. And I said that we were going to talk about dolphins. As I mentioned, there are several different analogies as to how we can break up a project. The one that I love the most is comparing how we do this using dolphins versus whales. Okay, now this this is my favorite one, and I have to admit, there's a uh, an indiv- individual out there. His name is Torben Rick, and I'm going to share with you his analogy. Okay, so okay, dolphins versus whales. Now, have you ever watched them swim? especially with when and how often they come up to breathe. Now, think about that. If you've seen dolphins, now, a little bit of um, terminology here. They swim in a pod. That's how they're grouped together, a pod of dolphins. When they're breathing, they come up very um, often. It's not like they're, you know, there's a whole group of them, but as they're breathing, they come up and they're, there's a whole bunch of them. I mean, it's not like they come up as one big group together. There's a whole bunch of them. Okay. So they're playfully coming up and all at, you know, a bunch of different times. Okay. Now compare that to a whale. If you've ever gone whale watching, okay, Um, this is where you'll see a whale and you'll see him come up for, to breathe. Um, and you'll see this like poof as they come up and breathe and then they go back down. And when they're down, um, submerged, they're down there with these obviously huge giants with these massive lungs and they stay, stay down there for a long time and then they finally will come up for air and when they do they get I mean they let out just that wee little bit and then they plunge back down for another century and then they'll come back up after a long long time and the, the key here is that gosh you don't even know when and where they're going to come back up again Versus the dolphins, gosh, you see them all the time. They're always coming up in pretty much the same area because they don't go down very far and they're right back up again. Okay, so compare how they're swimming to how you would manage your huge changes. 
do we take what is there and break it apart into small pieces for each of the dolphins? Or do we give it to a whale who would keep going underwater where we couldn't get a good vision or handle to have most of it all the time? And when he comes up, we don't even know exactly where that is going to be and how long it's going to take for him to come up with it. So isn't that amazing how we can relate that to how so many huge changes we've gone through where for the big whale, sometimes we don't even hear about the change or if we did, we got that sort of first initial announcement and then basically this whale comes up and we get the go live. But we didn't even know about it or hear about it and we didn't know when it was coming and then this whale just comes up and crashes. So when it did come up, we didn't really know what was going on. Okay. So this is where we have to be a little bit more careful. Breaking that huge project into small goals. This is so important in today's world, especially when things are changing so fast. We have to be ready to adjust our plans. So if we think about it, those dolphins, they surface frequently to take those nice little short breaths all of the time. So this is how we can be communicating um, and talking to everyone and keeping them up to speed and doing our short, taking that project and breaking it into small little pieces so that we're communicating with each other all of the time and everyone can under be understanding as to what's going on as opposed to that project team to sort of go back and do their work and not keeping the rest of the impacted users informed as to what's going on. Again, with the dolphins, the level of effort that they need to breathe, it's very small. So this is where they need to stay at the surface so that they can stay in touch. And that's what they need to be able to be breathing all the time. Versus the whales, they tend to take long breaths. So, and then they do deep dives and stay submerged for long periods of time. That's how some project teams actually exist. They say, okay, yeah, we're not going to talk to anyone. We're going to go down, do our work, and we'll talk to you when we're ready to go live. And that's when we'll come back up and talk to you people. And that's it. So... Sometimes we need to be careful about those kinds of things. So this is where change management is a little process all the time. It's not this one-time single event. We need to be doing more work here. Okay. We need to make sure that when we're talking to the people, even though the project team might be sort of separated from the impacted users as change managers for sure 
we need to make sure that there's proper communication to the impacted users and keeping them on side as to what's going on and keeping them aware as to how they're going to be impacted and how they need to know what the big changes are and also what are the positives and being aware of, hmm, well, what might be some of the negatives? It's not perfect, but just so that they're aware. Okay. So there are whales, there are dolphins. We need to know how that's going to work. And it's very similar to how they're both breathing. And this is where that change management process It's a process, not a single event. Okay. Now, with this, I also want to share with you, when we're going through this, um, we can have these short-term successes as we're working through. This this sort of are, are things that I love having when I think of this as these how we can break a big, huge project if we break it into these short-term successes, how this is so much better for us. Okay, so once we've taken this project and we've broken it down into all of these short-term successes, the first thing is it allows us to stay on track. Okay, so that means that because we're staying on track, we have a way to make sure that we're easily keeping on track, staying on strategy, on the visions, um, making sure that this is working as we're expecting it to, as opposed to waiting till we go live to make sure that we are covering all the lessons learned and all of that kind of stuff. That doesn't help us. We need to sort of be doing that on a regular basis as we're going along. We don't want to just sort of do it on a one-time basis and wait till after we go live to just sort of, you know, keep track of that stuff. We want to make sure that we're doing that on a regular basis, okay? The next thing that we want to be checking is check for successes in terms of are people work, who are working hard that they're actually supporting us and getting that, you know, we appreciate everything that you're doing and you're doing a great job. Now, oftentimes, the people who are working on that, especially from the business side, are assisting us with providing information and also doing a bunch of testing. UAT, I'll be specific, user acceptance testing, okay? So this is where, instead of waiting all the way to the end, there's oftentimes things like for these little projects, we can break it down into the little modules. And this is where, you know, we finish one little part, they do it. We finish the next little part, they can do it. The next little part, they can do it. And this is where for the sponsors, this is where the sponsors can say, okay, 
We're going to finish one little part. The change manager can sort of review it. The testers, they can review it. The sponsors, they can review it as well, where they can be visible and active, which we want to do, and then communicate, which we want to always do, and they can sort of have their loophole in there as well. Now, another point that we want to have is make sure that people start realizing that this is starting to work. So that's another purpose and point that we want to have. Make sure that the work people are putting into it is actually paying off. So that's huge. People are helping and people are also wanting to say, oh, I want to be a tester too. I can see that this is working. So that's another dolphin. So people want to be swimming with the dolphins, right? They want to actually get involved. They want to be able to go and help out. This wasn't just a whale that they couldn't see. They can actually see that with the dolphins, they want to partake. They want to see how this works. Now, what they don't want to do, which is the fourth point here, is they don't want to, um, what doesn't happen is for the people who are some of the, the hmm, what's the word for them, the, the doubters or the pessimists and stuff like that, they don't want to be those people. And so this is where it's wonderful because the people who are sort of looking at these dolphins and say, yeah, it's not working, they can clearly see that with all of those dolphins, everything is working. If there is some issues with the dolphins or changes need to be made with the dolphins, they can clearly see that when the adjustments need to be made, we just make the adjustments and we are able to clearly move on. It works. It all works right there. Wonderful. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break here. After the break, we'll have a Q&A session. So I'll see you all right after the break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Lesya Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesya consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesya does all of that as a change management consultant, she works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted. Then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email lesya at crystalmount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at crystalmount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hello, I'm Lesya Kushner, and welcome back to Change is the New Constant. So, um, in this section, we're going to do some Q&A right now. Um, by the way, I love hearing from you. For those of you who have questions, um, and I love the fact that I'm able to share my answers with you. Um, for those of you who also want to send me emails that I can share, my email address is lesia at crystalmount.com. Lesia spelled L-E-S-I-A. Um, and... I love, again, once again, hearing from you. So wonderful. So my first question is from Paul, who is a business analyst. And his question is, I am working on a project where we are implementing an application to our users. Obviously, we can't implement any part of it until we go live. So... The going live is huge for the users. How can we make this easier for them? Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for the question, Paul. So, working on a project, implementing an application, going live. Obviously, it's going, it, that's the huge part. Okay, so how do we make it easier? So, my answer here is, well... I mean, anytime you have a going live, that's that's huge, right? So if you have the opportunity, you want to break it up into chunks. And your job is wanting to just celebrate and ensure each of those work and celebrate those successes, okay? Um, as the business analyst, you probably have a pretty good idea as to how you can break apart that application into sort of chunks that work, whether it's within the application, different module sections or something like that, okay? Or what needs to be tested by the different user groups that are impacted and and over different workflows and, and things like that, okay? Um, so each of those can be tested with the users and gone over to get feedback um, and shown to others. So this is where like we would get the dolphins to come up and get more breaths of air. So that's how you would sort of consider that. Okay, so you communicate each of the little parts as you go on. You can show what's worked. You can test what you've liked. You could provide feedback for what's not working as you're needed it to, it to work, right? So these are all of those important small steps for each of those dolphins, where each of those dolphins would sort of represent each of the different, now I'm, I'm using the term modules for your project, um, because oftentimes modules within an application, that's the terms that are used, okay? So just because you have the final go live, which would be like the whale, okay, your go live, doesn't mean that um, you can't have sort of dolphins representing each of your different modules, right? 
Um, so when you have that last dolphin, last hurdle, um, or you're close to that finish line, then you're ready to go live and everything would be ready for that success. So that's your goal. That's what you'd be working towards. Um, And I have to admit, um, sometimes people get turned away from that, especially when we have those applications. So don't don't sort of, you know, turn away, turn away from those application or go live things. Um, that's how you have to sort of look at those kinds of things and see how can you kind of break that apart. So keep, keep those things in mind. Wonderful. Great question. Thanks, Paul. Okay. My next question is from Pam. And Pam is... A training manager. Um, Pam's question is, I am involved with a project and see users all the time as I am involved with training them. I would love to be able to provide them with things, but as a trainer, how can I do this as I am always covering them so late in the game? <laughs> now, Pam, I have to admit, um, I was a trainer too, so I can totally relate to what you're talking about. Um, now, if we think of ADCAR, um, then we definitely know that we're a little late in the game here. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with ADCAR, ADCAR is, um, as from a change management perspective, um, that's sort of middle to late in the game. Um ADCAR is the ProSci certification. Um, that's the one that represents, it's an acronym. ADCAR, it's the change management steps where each of the letters tells you how you should be finding what we're doing for change management, where A represents you're building awareness first, D, creating desire, the K, is you're developing knowledge, so this is where the training takes place. The next A is you're fostering ability, A, that, that's the ability part. And then R at the end is you're reinforcing the change. Okay. Um, so anytime you have that ability to do something, you take advantage of it. Okay. So that's whenever you're sort of seeing those dolphins, anytime you have that ability, go for it. Now, I have to admit, um, oftentimes, especially with large-scale changes, when training is taking place for one piece, think of that as, think of the dolphin swimming. When one dolphin's going down, that's when another dolphin's coming up, okay? And oftentimes, within um, an application, especially when there are different modules that are being worked on, um, that's continually happening as well. So when training for one module is happening, um, that's when the project team might be starting their analysis or their development, you know, on other parts, on other modules, okay? So things are continually happening. So the most important part here is that as their trainer, to be celebrating the successes and applying the positive reinforcements. 
So when we're looking at ADCAR, although on a large scale, the reinforcements would be after go live, but you can scale that right down as well for within the training, okay? So management can do that on a large scale, but you can scale that right down to within the training, okay? So within the training, you're doing the K part, the ag car, the training part, and then A, you do the ability because you often give them sort of like uh, ability, like a time to practice and stuff like that. So the work periods, and then you can do some, um, do some reinforcements. So you're checking to make sure everything's working. Um, so truly take time in the training to have that little bit of a celebration. Now, what I sometimes even do is I will even give them the opportunity to coordinate with the managers and have the managers show up towards the end of the training session so that the managers can be talking to the attendees of the training, so their staff in the training sessions, and getting feedback, having two-way conversations, and getting sort of seeing what's going on within the training. So especially at the end of the training, while they're getting all familiar with how everything's working, then that's almost getting to be a celebration time. Um, So this is where you actually have sort of that reinforcement of exactly what's going on with the change. So you celebrate. Heck, pour some champagne on it if this is actually what you're doing. You're celebrating this little milestone right now. So when it comes to the change, people don't always believe that you're always taking a new direction because they'll naturally hesitate. When they actually see the results, they start to assume everything's starting to work. So this is where the manager can come in and actually start helping them do this. The manager can just attend that last 10 minutes of the training work period part. And this is where those change initiatives, you know, they can naturally be a little bit frustrating and take a little bit of time. So it's critical to be celebrating these little milestones. And this is where you invite those managers to just come and show up for those last 10 minutes. And then you celebrate those little milestones once, they, once, they've, been re- um, once they've been reached. So with that ad car, you do the knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. And you celebrate right there. So... The knowledge is the training, the ability is that little bit of a work period, and then you finally hit that reinforcement where you celebrate. Wonderful. So you can do it. Wonderful if you can include the managers right there. And if you have the staff managers, that would be great. If they're not available, you can include other people from the project, You could include the sponsors. You can include additional people, the change managers, the project managers, just some additional people from within the project too. They would be wonderful to include. Okay, thank you so much, Pam, for your question. 
And again, I love hearing um, for people who send in those emails. Please feel free to send me your comments. And if you would love that, I would love to be able to um, share this information with other users as well. My email address, lesia at crystalmount.com. We're going to be taking a break right away, and then I'll be able to share with you Um, the skills that I've developed professionally and have wonderfully benefited personally from. I just love to be able to share that with you. Right after the break, I'll be able to do that. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Lesia Kushner is the host of Change is the New Constant and a respected change manager. In our lives, change really is the new constant. Things in life are moving and changing so much faster than they have in the past. Lesya consults with large companies, speaks with groups wanting to facilitate changes, and has a change management blog sharing change tips and techniques, which you can find at crystalmount.com. Even though Lesya does all of that as a change management consultant, She works with companies by going through implementations and restructuring, determines how users will be impacted. Then she eases the transition to make it a success. As a change manager speaker, she shares the tips and techniques on change management, introducing key aspects of communication, which is that critical point of successful changes. To contact Lesya for more information, please visit her website at crystalmount.com. That's crystalmount.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Change is the New Constant with Lesya Kushner. If you have a question or comment, feel free to email Lesya at CrystalMount.com. That's L-E-S-I-A at CrystalMount.com. She'll perhaps address your question or comment on a future show. Now, back to Change is the New Constant. Hello, I'm Lesya Kushner, and welcome back to Change is the New Constant. So, as a change manager, the skills that I have developed professionally, I love the fact that I was able to take these change management skills home. I have to admit... um, When this started really happening to me, I had lots of those aha moments, those light bulb moments. It was wonderful. Um, So for each of my sessions, I've really enjoyed being able to share those things with you Um, because I think any time that we have these change management skills, it's one thing to have these skills and, you know, show them how they just fit into work. Um, but when we have these skills, and I can just say they're valuable, and they don't have to just fit into one box, they can fit into so many, um, I think that's how we can make them so practical. So, My huge project, my mountain at home, was 
renovating the kitchen and the dining room. Oh, okay. So it was huge. Well, I'm just going to back up a little bit. So the project started with just replacing the kitchen floor. That's how the conversation started. (sighs) So we started with that. And then my husband and I were talking and we said, well, if we're going to replace the kitchen floor, then we started looking at the cupboards and we said, okay, well, if we're going to do that, then now's the also the good time to replace the cupboards because they're just as old. Um, so I really want to update the cupboards because although they're white, they're starting to turn yellowish. So, okay, now's the time to replace the cupboards. And if I'm going to do that, I really don't like exactly where the island is. So I would rather, if we're going to replace the cupboards, now's the time to change the island. Okay. And if I'm going to replace the island, um, I'd really like to change where some of the cupboards are too um, and that would really allow me to take out the wall between the kitchen and the dining room and really open it up since I'm taking out the cupboards right Um, so if we're going to do that then well I've got carpet in the dining room and I'm replacing what we've got in the kitchen anyways so I don't need carpet there Um, and well since we're making this room bigger because I'm pulling out the wall in between and now I certainly don't need what I've got for cupboards because I'm taking out the wall in between and I'm putting the cupboards along the end well, I'd actually rather switch around where my dining room and the kitchen are so I've got my kitchen way at the one end um, and I'll move my dining room to the open end where the windows are. That just makes so much more sense, right? And if we're going to do that, if I could just push out the end wall, um, make it push out just probably about four feet that would work so much better so if I just do that and you know what would be perfect if I could just add windows to that wall too then that would make it so much better oh okay so that's when the project of replacing the kitchen floor turned into a whale oh my gosh crazy uh, so this is when I was like, my goodness, how am I even going to get this done? So we talked and debated and debated and we talked and tried to figure out how we we're going to do this. And both my husband and I, I mean, we certainly couldn't, we're not, we're not handymen ourselves, so we can't do this. So we certainly needed to hire someone who could, but what we did was we needed to figure out how we were going to do this to stay on top of things, to be able to keep in the loop and make adjustments if we needed to. And although he was, the contractor was the one who 
did all the work, we were the ones who sort of needed to and be ready to make changes and adjustments as we went along. So I helped them organize things as dolphins. So I had a rough idea as to where we were, what I could expect, and when I could expect things to be done, to be changed, to be updated, and everything. If we weren't there, I could, would, and did ask questions, which they were able to answer. It was wonderful. And that's how we were able to proceed. That's how we needed to do that. So that was my huge project, which I made sure wasn't a whale. I made sure it was dolphins. That's how we were proceeded with this project. And that's how it worked. And I have to admit, my contractor, we worked. um, I talked to him after and he said, there are some people who just sort of say, do what you need to do. Leave us alone and we're good. And he said, you're not one of those people. We worked very closely. And actually, because of that, we worked much faster than we do with other people. Because they get so upset with us at the very end. And we have to backtrack a whole lot to try and fix it. Whereas we were able to stay on track and get through things much faster. That was wonderful. That's where we had that change management connection. It worked for me. This is how I was able to bring my professional change management skills into my personal life. That worked. See, this is how we can make those things work for us. So, a summary of what we've done today. When we do have major projects, we do want to take those that big project, and break it into short-term little things. Break it apart. It's important for us to do that. We want to have that big, huge project and break it down into small successes. Instead of having that whale, we want to have it into those dolphins. So it's important in today's world especially when things are changing so fast, we have to be ready to adjust those plans. We have to have it like that. Whenever we're going to be doing that, we have to have those series of short steps or phases, like how those dolphins are constantly breathing. We need to make sure we're going to have that. I'm excited to be doing my next show on how to avoid mistakes that we make during change. There are some common ones that people always make. What I'm going to do is I'm going to touch on some of those common ones that you're going to see. I'll talk about them, explain to you what they are, and how we can avoid them. So, I'm Leslie Krishner. Thanks so much for joining me. Change is the new constant. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to Change is the New Constant with Leshia Kushner next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, identify change in your life and how you can respond positively.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.